I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. There he is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, Juan Soto. Yo, what is up, everybody? It's your boy Soto here with the Autumn Windbags, back with another one by myself because RJ, if you can believe it, is actually at the game. He was actually at the game today, and I said, you know what? RJ's record is not great going to games. He's the one of the biggest motions that I know. And he was actually there today. And the bad guys win. Impressive faction. 63 to 21. I didn't see it coming. I, I will make it this ticker going because this is this is what we need to see. Guys, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff today. Hopefully, RG gets his butt on the on the show and gets some people on the streets there talking and we can get him on uh on his phone. But man, I uh this is something that I didn't see coming, and my cat's about to throw up on my carpet right now. Get it. Ugh, the fuck was it? See, that's what you're gonna be eating that shit. You eat junk and you throw it up. All right. Speaking of throwing up, the cat just threw up the Chargers game all over them. So what I want to know is, where are all those Charger fans that used to jump on to the post-game show saying, oh, oh, we beat you, oh, blah, blah, blah. You guys didn't even show up today. You guys should have just stayed home. I wouldn't have been surprised. I tweeted it out before anyone said it on air. I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Staley didn't come out after halftime. I called. I called Josh McDaniels getting fired before he, his head hit the pillow on Halloween. I don't know if Brandon State coaches another game for the Chargers. I'll tell you that right now. Sorry, I'm a little parched. I've been freaking screaming. Lee Walker, where in the, where in the LBC you at? I'm in Long Beach too. I think we got a uh, super chat. JR the bar. Thank you, sir. Let's go, AP. Let's go, AP is the man. Look, man, I said it too. I uh, I said it a while back. Hey, get away from that. No, get away, get away. That's when you have two cats and one throws up. It's like, oh, I threw up. I'm going to get away from it. And the other cat's sitting there smelling it, seeing what it is. All right. That was us today, smelling the Chargers game, seeing what, what they were trying to do today. They were just taking up the joint. Okay. Winning is never bad. I just want to get that out there. I understand that some people are going to say, oh, well, we should be tanking for the for a better pick and this and that. Look, you don't win by losing. I've said that from since last season. You don't win by losing, okay? What this shows, this shows that this team has an opportunity to win out. Are they going to? Maybe. Probably not. But it's possible. A big thing that we saw was just an offensive explosion, right? An offensive explosion, a, a game that was tight, a game that was called uh, just really clean, great job on Khalil Mack. I, th- I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Farber only got sacked one time, and it wasn't Khalil Mack. Um, and can, can we can we give the previous regime a little bit of credit here? Because Thayer Munford was a seventh-round pick, okay? And Thayer Munford did a pretty damn good job on Khalil Mack. Can we just agree on that? I think we can I think we can all agree on that. Thayer Munford went in at left, at left tackle, and he did a pretty damn good job on, on Khalil Mack. So let's take a look at this. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was only sacked once for six yards. Excellent job. Great work. Great work. Look, guys. One thing that I never, I never like the, the notion of losing on purpose. That's just me. I just never really felt like that was something that I was wanting to do. Um, but just like after last week, I said that um, 
AP and Coach Bo just lost their jobs. I didn't say that they – I'm not going to say that they won their jobs back, but this is twofold. This game is twofold. One, they actually went out and did it, right? They actually went out there and scored 63 points. They had a couple of defensive scores. They forced a lot of uh, turnovers defensively. They were tight offensively. They executed. They had a couple of trick plays. They They executed it really nicely. Not a lot of huge mistakes offensively. Defensively, well, there was a couple of mistakes made in coverage, but whatever, right? That's one thing. That's one thing is actually coaching a game like this. Quite another is coming back from that abortion that we saw last week, right? Just a terrible freaking game that we saw last week. Out of sync, coming out of the bye week, we're looking at ourselves like this is what they're looking like coming out of a, coming out of a bye week. You're going to look bad some weeks, but how do you bounce back, right? Look at the Chargers the first half. They really only scored against a bunch of backers in the second half. Let's just be honest, okay? All right. In the first half, the Chargers come out, and they come out like, you know, someone just pissed in their Cheerios. No heart, no fire, just, uh. After the first series when they went, you know, they went three and out, and then we went down and scored, that's it. They were done. They weren't even really trying. There were a couple guys here and there, but for the most part, they weren't trying. That says more about the leadership of that team than it does about the players on the team themselves. The Chargers could have a lot of nice players. They could, have, they could have a lot of good players on their team, but you wouldn't know it by the way the team is playing because the morale is down. Herbert's gone. They're like, eh, what are we going to do? We don't really believe in this freaking Easton stick, dude. Like, uh, well, let's just see what we got. Go out there. Don't got a lot. Okay, let's just pack it in, right? On the other hand, we go out there and we smack the Chargers right in the mouth. And while they're covering their their, their teeth, we sock them right in the dick. And when they've been over to touch, grab their balls, we kick them right in the ass. And we push them on away, all right? That is huge because that is the mentality of a team that you can win with that you can grow with. Can you get better X's and O's? Yes, you can. X's and O's is something that every team in the league has. Most of the teams in the league run the same stuff. They just call it something different. The window dressing is different, but the concepts are pretty similar, okay? If you don't if you're not and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not an elitist here cuz I'm not like a super like offensive minor defense. I'm, I'm better defensively than offensively, but I'm not a super like football mind, right? I know football, I know what I know, I know plays and I know concepts and stuff like that. But for those of you who don't know, I'm not talking down to you. I'm telling you that most teams run the same stuff. Most of them. A lot of the teams run the same stuff with just a little bit of window dressing and it just looks a little bit different. Now, here's the difference. How well you execute, right? How and, and how hard you play, how how bad you want it. Last night at the gym, we had a, uh, a seminar, right? And it was a nice, intimate seminar, maybe about 20, 25 guys, okay? Oh, oh wait a second, breaking news. We got, we got R.J. Clifford here. R.J. Clifford here is, uh, is, is on the mic. He has somebody on the streets here at the stadium. Here we go. R.J. Clifford, come on up. Oh, shit, dog. The streak has come to an end. Holy shit! Wrecked. I, uh, you know the uh, the eggplant emoji. I'm under a mountain of that right now. This is this is. I think it's 13, 14, 15 games in a row that I've been to for the Raiders that they haven't won, and then I finally get to one, and we drop record-breaking numbers. RJ, grab somebody walking by. Grab a chick. Grab a chick. I have. I ha- that's how you get arrested in Las Vegas. No, just, just say, hey, I'm on a podcast have, right now. You want to be on a podcast? I have I have, uh, I have, have earphones in. They're not going to hear me. Just have them ask a question. How about you stop telling me what to do, Soto? Piece of shit. Just fucking do it. I would, you just, be cool for, I would just be cool for the first time ever. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, so, awesome, man. we were, so, we, I have so many things to say. So, remember where it's like, oh, everyone should tank. Like, we should just tank. Like, yeah, let's, just, like, let's just get, uh, you know, let's just like get an extra like spot up in the draft, blah, blah, blah. I would not trade this feeling 
for like two spots up in a draft. Like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Like you, you go, you go to games, you watch games, you root for teams to win, and that's what, and that's what the joy is. That's what the whole point of doing it is. Like I would not trade this feeling for like, oh, we're gonna go from like fifth to sixth, like or sixth to fourth. If, if, if we want to get a top quarterback, if that's what we want, we're gonna have to move up anyway, no matter where we are. If we're five six and we want to get one of the top guys, we gotta move up anyway. All right. Yeah. So. Um, I, I was just talking about the stark difference between a team coming out having lost their starting quarterback and they faced a little bit of adversity. They went three and out, and the Raiders went right down and scored, and the Chargers went flat. Last week, with a lot to play for, at home, the Raiders played one of the worst games that I've seen them play. Oh, God, it's just a sweet-looking stadium. Such a sweet-looking stadium. What I said was, that's Holy says. This game says a lot more about the heart and the character of the players and coaches of the Raiders and the players and coaches of the Chargers. Because the Chargers could have some good players out there, but they wouldn't know because the morale is down. They don't know who's a good player or not because how they're everyone's playing like that. We were texting back some back and forth. Like so, when we were when we were on the show yesterday, we we're like, "All right, Brandon Staley, very like ninety-two percent chance he's fired by the end of the season." If the Raiders beat the Chargers on Thursday, 92% chance he's fired by the end of the day. I'm, I'm, if he gets the Glenn Kiffin treatment, I will not be surprised. If he took that curb stomping and down over 40 by halftime, like, has there, like, I, like, if there's ever been a time for an NFL head coach to be fired at halftime, it was today. Like, Staley's done. Everyone knows. Dead man walking. He's a zombie. And then you throw this in there, like a historic ass whooping. He he shouldn't make he shouldn't be on a plane ride back to LA. I, I would honestly, I would no. honestly that'd be something that I would say, look, man, let's rent you Spanish a car, a let's rent you a nice little town car or something. <laughs> let's let's get you a driver back to LA. Let's just get you off this flight. It it, it was this an embarrassing loss for the Chargers. And let's not talk. Let's let's enough with the four unfortunate Chargers, okay? Let's talk about the soon to be prosperous Las Vegas Raiders. Because this is something that can jump us into. I mean, look, the Colts already have a backup quarterback. There's turmoil in the Chiefs right now because I mean, everyone and their grandma thinks. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is like the little, biggest little bitch in the world. Okay, so it's they, that, now the world knows what the rest of the AFC West always knew. That he's little it, it just takes that one game for the refs to maybe not give him the calls again because the refs are like, "Oh, you're gonna want to get in the face of one of the refs. You're gonna want to 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 talk bad about the refs after the free at a press conference. Like, you want to blame the refs for you guys not performing." Interesting. Let's see. Let's see if you can really overcome some bad calls next week. So, can we acknowledge that the streak is over? Can we? Can we sit down? That is the first thing I said. Can I we thought, just? I started the show with RJ is normally a, the biggest mush I've ever met in my life. I've been the biggest did. curse on the Raiders for the better part of a decade, and I find and, and I. I, I so three weeks ago, I went to the Chiefs game, right? Serious XM with the tickets, got field passes. Like I don't like going to games because I always curse it. I only go to games when like my arm is twisted to go. I'm like, all right, I'll take the wife. We got field passes. The timing's right. The weekend's off. Okay, let's do it. And we get our dicks kicked in. So I'm like, all right, I'm never going again. I'm never going to a game again. Ever. That lasted three weeks. That lasted three weeks. The stars aligned. I got sweet passes. I'm already in Vegas working. I got like an all you can eat and all you can drink. Don't you worry about who I'm blowing. It's not you. I'm like, all right, fine. All right, I'll go. I'll go. And we fucking crushed it. We crushed it, Soda. Like, there's one thing about breaking a streak, and there's another thing about kicking that streak in the tank. I can't. It's a historic. It's a historic there's, there's a ass whooping. There's a lot to be said for playing with confidence. And we went, we came out with confidence. 
we came out there knowing, look, Zamir White didn't have an amazing game, but he had a good game. He had a, a nice game for it. I think he showed us that he has a lot more than he, but he showed us in one or two carries a game. Uh, the Brandon Bolden touchdown, I think you and I could have scored on that touchdown. Like, they didn't want to tackle him. How about Trey Tucker scoring twice, Bolden scoring, Mayer scoring? So my uh, our, our, mutual friend, our mutual friend Derek, who's, who's hooked me up here, yeah, yeah. He, he had uh, Devontae Adams on his fantasy. And so he's like, I'm watching every single person on the Raiders score other than the best guy on the team, right? And then actually, obviously, Devontae got his touchdown over 100 yards. Like, you know, you don't you don't put that up, up that many points, not have your super score points. But uh, it was just, this is a reminder. Like, we, we said this last week, Soto. And it's a doom and gloom season you know, in a lot of ways. Josh McDaniels sucks. The season is crap. Um, but the way this defense is playing, the weapons we have on offense, we are one or two, and in fairness, very crucial pieces, but we are one or two pieces away from being a playoff team. And not just showing up, but being a perennial playoff team with a quarterback that can be average or above, an offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing. If this defense keeps playing the way that it does, and we can keep the pieces of these offensive weapons on this roster. Like, I'm not telling you anything new. Like This is what we've been talking about for a while. Like We, we are on the cusp. And this was a, this was a reminder of where we can be. This is where we can be. Two, two defensive touchdowns? Two defensive touchdowns! Soto! I don't know if you could have appreciated the 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 Jack Jones one-handed touchdown because they replayed it like a million times on, on TV. And, and, and the way it sounded on TV, it just sounded like smack. He just went whack. Just picked it out of the air. And look, we said it, like we said, on, like you were saying, we said on the show, if we can get maybe an interior defensive lineman like Jalen Carter-ish type of player, right? If we, if we can get maybe one or two offensive linemen, I think we could be. I think we could be a team that can that can do even without getting a new quarterback. I think we can we can be a pretty damn good football team and can win a lot of football games, especially with the mentality that we have right now. We are we are we are poised to be so like there's you know there's clearly a lot of bad football teams in the NFL, but we are we are poised to be uniquely. Of there's so many franchises that are a quarterback away from making a big jump. Clearly, right? It's the most important position in sports. And finding a good quarterback is not easy. And it's not just like, oh, it's just plug a good quarterback and we're set and, and, it, and it's that easy. Like, that, that's, not a, that's not how it works. It's that hard. But we are more uniquely positioned, probably the second most, behind the Jets, right? Like the Jets have unbelievable defense. Um, special teams is sound. Offense is okay. Terrible quarterback play. Other than the Jets, we are the most positioned NFL team of the 32 NFL franchises to go from like bottom basement, like embarrassing seasons to playoff contenders with decent quarterback play and a competent offensive coordinator. Like, hear me out. Hear me out. I'll hear you. I'm listening. Would it be better for the development of Farva? to keep Coach Bo and keep the same system a second year than to have him start all over with the new offensive coordinator. Who may or may not like him or that type I, of I, I think that's the wrong question. What's best for Farva is not the priority. What's what's best is what's best for the new quarterback we have to and inevitably bring in. I we, we love we love us in Farva. Like we are, we are Farva fans. Um, I, like we talked about on the show yesterday, I think Farva. Uh, obviously, he's played fantastic today. But with with the bad games he's played, we have to put it in the context of the only offense he knows is Josh McDaniels and Bo Hardigan. Like two, one guy who's clearly awful at offense, and another guy who's as green as can be. So it's hard to say like, okay. After his rookie season, this is who Farva is. Like it's hard to say that because he, he hasn't been given any any tools 
to win or been in any position to succeed. So I, I, I love me some Farva. But we cannot move forward thinking what's best for Farva. We, we, can't, we can't move forward with this franchise hampered by, all right, we're only going to move forward by what's best for our fourth round Purdue second-year quarterback. Like It's got to be, let's go get a sick-ass rookie and build from there. I do think that Coach Bo has a much higher chance of being kept on as quarterback coach with the new offensive coordinator than AP does if there's a new head coach. I want Bo to stay as, as quarterback coach. I do. I really um, do. Here's the issue with getting either Caleb Williams or uh, Drake May. The first two picks in the draft are probably going to be quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah, no the, Bear, the Bears pick first, and New England. Right now, New England's picking second. The only way that it, it can it can change if New England fucks around and wins a couple games, and then Arizona picks second because they're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. We can maybe jump up and see if we can get you know into that number two hole, uh, which I know you like. Yeah, big fan. Um, I just you, uh, you say poo, poo hole or two hole? Albert Pujol. Oh, is there a difference? Yeah. So, um, interesting fact today. Fun fact. Go on. Uh, very fun for us. Not so fun for the Chargers. Without the leading rusher, the reigning leading rusher in the league, we ran the ball 26 times for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Is it, it, it doesn't have to be Josh Jacobs running the ball 25 times. You need to run the ball that much. And I love the fact that we win again running 26. It had nothing to do with it. But, you know, I, it's still great. When the numbers line up correctly. Like, I, I, I don't feel any different about Samir White um, post-game than before game. Like, I'm glad he had a good game, scored. I don't feel any different. I think uh, I think the running back position next season is still up for grabs. Um, There's some guys that, that can play that are available late. There's Frank Gore's kid that'll probably be available in like the fifth or sixth round. There's everyone there. everyone wrinkles up a running back that can produce like an undrafted rookie. Like we needed to do that. Like we need, you know. Guys, don't watch bank, the don't bank Frank Gore's kid at Missouri. Or what is it, Missouri? Some, I think Missouri, or Missouri State, or some Mississippi State. I forgot. Some some M. He's supposed to an M school. Some kind of state. Some kind yeah, of M. But like, uh, watch the tape on Frank Gore's kid. He's a, he's a guy to watch late late in the draft this season. So, uh, how do we feel about uh, Farva today? Uh, I think Farva played a Farva game. You know, it, it, I think that he got a lot of short fields, which helped him out a lot. Um, and uh, I think he was a lot more confident throwing throwing the ball down the field. I think that he, the, the fact that he had a lot of deep passes and a lot of checkdowns is really big for Farmer because he's the kind of guy, and I hate to say I told you so, but his arm strength is not an issue. He's just plenty of arm strength. It's, it's an issue issue it's an issue because he can't rifle it he can't rifle it into tiny windows but he can make up for it good them. thing your asshole's not tiny because he would rifle that in failing at this point but if you score 63 points you can do whatever i want you do whatever you want so farva 20 of 34 248 four touchdowns uh great passer rating uh 120 but this, that, that's a Farva-ish game. 30 and 35 throws, about 250 yards. The touchdowns are a little bit inflated because of the short fields, but Farva played like Farva plays. That's that's how he plays. This is best-case scenario for Farva. Yeah, yeah this, this is who he is. He's not going to yeah. throw for a ton of yards because he, 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 he checks down a, a lot. And that's okay because he hits deep passes a lot as well. So um, I think he played a real efficient game. And um, this is a great game for Farva. That you know, you take it, you take away the two defensive touchdowns and maybe one of the throwing touchdowns. So take away 21 points, and this is like a normal game 
uh, uh, like a 42 point game is like, oh, why we score 42 points, right? But then, you know, the short fields and the, and the defensive touchdowns, that's what kind of made it out of hand. But this is a, this is a, a, a typical good game for Farm. About 250, two, three touchdowns, doesn't turn the ball over. We give him enough time because he's not sacked, not hurried, not pressured. Uh, and we run the ball well. This is this is the this is the formula that we need to, to, to hit. Uh, don't don't let the the, the, the glitter and the of the 63 points fool you. That was aided by a lot of turnovers by the Chargers. The game that we played is the, this is the game we need to play. This is this is the quintessential momentum game we've been talking about on why you don't tank. This defense is slapping its dick on the forehead of every team we play and getting better every time. And that's momentum that doesn't end in the offseason. That's something that continues. That's that is a mentality. That is a swagger. That is a like. That is a that is a billionaire Conor McGregor strut that you want to keep going. And you Breaking want to you want to, you want to keep that going. Breaking news at the in the press conference. Brandon Staley was asked, uh, "Do you expect to be the Chargers coach after this blowout loss?" And he says, "I don't know that." I do. The I do. Not. I hey, we saw it on his face. We saw it on his face. Yeah, he gone. Hey, and as far as AP goes, the best thing you can do, right? Dude, Sam A, no shit. How long have you freaking been watching? <laughs> oh, RJ was in a lounge with an all-you-can-drink bar? Shocking. What are the odds? So, it, 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 it bodes very well for you as a head coach if you're if you're an interim and trying to get the job. If you're if the owner of the team is like this, oh my god, in amazing every play. And Mark Davis was exactly that. This shows that if you win, the crowd will be hyped. If you play well, the crowd will be hyped. Now it was the Chargers who have as many fans as the Washington Generals. But they I mean, were two. They were two. <laughs> uh, where was that from? Comment below. Uh, but a lot of good things happened to kind of erase what happened last week. Okay, it's kind of a balancing act. Okay, we had a bad game. It just it, it, it tumbled out of control. Defense was played well. We were still in it. Okay, how are we going to bounce back from that? This is an excellent showing by this team and this coaching staff specifically to come out. And I loved, I loved the AP quote at halftime. They said, "What's the message? Uh, what's the message? What's the message to the team coming out of halftime?" And Coach AP said, "Keep your foot on the gas. We still, we're still, we're not done yet. We're still going to score. We still want to score more." And we had two, two defensive touchdowns in the second half. Uh, this is, again, like I said, uh, a perfect example of what this team's capable of, where we can possibly go. Um, despite our bad record, there are so many great pieces in place. Like, and, you, and you guys know me. So do you know me. Like, I've been very pessimistic about of a lot of rosters recently. I'm like, we gotta, like, we are so far away. We have so much work to do. That's not this roster. This, that, that's not this roster. If this defense keeps roster. playing this way, with the weapons we have, the O line that I wouldn't say is good, but it has it has a niche that it can fill, and with the weapons we have, offensive coordinator and quarterback away, we're a playoff team. We're a playoff team, and God knows what can happen. Yeah, man. It's it's the example of that. For as much as we want to, we want to come down hard on Ziegler and all that, and the, and, and the team that he's built. There's got a lot of good pieces on here, and a lot of there's a lot more depth on this team. I think we're seeing that now. The issue is how do you motivate that depth? How do you put them in positions? How do you empower? It wasn't a lot of empowerment. It was a lot of like do this, do this, do this. You know, uh, here comes AP empowers the players to perform to their abilities, and this is what you see. Tanner Jack, thank you very much for becoming a YouTube member of ours. Welcome aboard, cowboy. YouTube memberships are open. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. You get to uh, see the, the the recorded videos and shows before anybody else. And it's a day before. It's not like an hour before. It's like the day before you get to see it before anybody else. Throw it in everyone else's face. Also, a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, at certain levels, you get 
sending videos and video questions and RJ's gone. I, I just I would have loved for him to just walk up to somebody and be like, hey, I'm on I'm on a Raiders podcast right now. You want to ask a question? Would not have been cool. I thought it would have been pretty cool. All righty. Just to recap, Raiders 63, the Chargers, the boo-boo Chargers 21. Khalil Mack did very little today, which I mean, I'm I'm surprised that uh Khalil Mack played as poorly as he did. Uh, I, I didn't even see him get a lot of pressure. Let's see what he had tackle-wise. He had three tackles. He had two passes defense. He knocked down two passes. He had one tackle for loss. Yeah, not much going on over there for our, for our ex-boy Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack on these nuts. Um, really quick, let's go run down here. Zamir White, 17 carries for 69 yards. That's 4.1 yards of carry and a touchdown. He had a long of 15 yards. Amir Abdullah had a nice game. Six carries for 32 yards. It's 5.3 average, a, a, a long of nine. Brandon Bolden, after losing a yard on his first carry, uh, had a 26-yard touchdown. So his average was pretty sweet, 12, point, 12, 12 and a half yards of carry, with a touchdown with uh, 26 as a long. Um, I'm really impressed by Thayer Munford. I'm really impressed by Thayer Munford. That is something that is a um, – Thayer Munford was alone a lot on Khalil Mack. He was one-on-one -on -one a lot. Thayer Munford also played very, very well. If you guys remember, he played very well against Aiden Hutchinson as well. So Thayer Munford is showing a lot to me, man. He's been showing a lot to me this year. I, I, I'm very impressed with Thayer Munford's development. Uh, I'm very appreciative of the previous, well, the one before them regime. Well, actually, no, it was last regime with Ziegler picking Thayer Mumford in the seventh round. If you can find a starting tackle in the seventh round, that's if, if you can start find a starter in the fifth round and beyond, that's amazing. To get one in the seventh round, damn. Thayer Mumford, um, if there is a shakeup next year, going a little bit younger, maybe. Uh, I don't know what Illuminor status is. I think this is last year of his contract. I think we still might uh, be looking to uh, get a, a, a one or two offensive linemen in the draft. I know there's a lot of good interior offensive linemen, a lot of good centers. Uh, I, like, I like that tackle out of Arizona. He's a really athletic kid. Uh, I think his name is Tan or something or other. Uh, I have to double check, but I've seen him play, and he's, he's pretty good. But Mumford really impressed me. If we're going to stick with uh, Colton Miller, which I think we should at left tackle, uh, Parham can be the center. If we maybe want to try someone new at, at left at right tackle, because Mumford, you know, Mumford did play right tackle against Aiden Hutchinson. So if you put him at right tackle, you know, you got a couple of spots. Van Roten is getting better. Uh, maybe a couple of spots open up. Uh, a couple of rotational spots. Jordan Meredith played pretty well today as well. So big ups to our offensive line. Not only did we only allow one sack to the team that had the 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 leading sack guy in the league, but a offensive line that's missing two starters from an offensive line that gave up seven sacks the previous time we played to only allowing one sack. Also, Aiden O'Connell had plenty of time to throw all throughout the game. We ran for like five yards of carry. We had 124 yards in the game. Excellent work. I personally believe that Parham at center is an upgrade to James. Nothing against James. I don't have any personal against him. I just think Parham is a better player. Van Roten is showing me a lot more at the left, excuse me, at the right guard spot. What are we going to do with Illuminor moving forward? Uh, I think he might be a little bit pricey for what we're looking to do. So if we can flip Munford over to the right side and get a couple of younger guys, this is how the NFL works, man. You don't want to have those in-between guys. In-between guys, no bueno. Because in-between guys, they're eh, they're sometimes good, sometimes not, but they make a lot more money than rookies. And rookies are also sometimes eh and sometimes not. There's something good, sometimes bad. So if you're a, a vet and you're sometimes – what are you doing back there? Hey. Hey, hey, stop it. 
I'm telling you, these guys have no respect for the fact that I'm working right now. So there's a lot of ways that we can upgrade this team going into next season. But let's leave that for the offseason. Right now, look, we've already done it. There's a bulk of the players on this team that have already done what we need to do to make the playoffs. We need to win out. We need to go to Kansas City next week, and we need to win. Telling you guys, if there's one thing I know about officials, right, whether it's hockey or football or basketball or umpires and baseball, if there's one thing I know for a fact, okay, listen to me, guys. There's one thing I know is they're petty as fuck, okay? Officials are petty as fuck. I want to put that out there because after last game, after the Chiefs went out there and they basically laid an egg, they should have beat the Bills by a lot, but they laid an egg on their dropping passes, turning the ball over, okay, lining up offsides, and they, and they try to blame the loss on the officials. So we have a chance to win next week. We have a chance to win. Not only are we going to have a long rest, think about this. We won this game on short rest. If you want to have a short rest game, you want to have it like right after a bye week, right? Like we had our bye week. Okay, we got, we got healthy. Okay, let's just run it back. Four days ago, we were getting the shit kicked out of us. We scored zero points. I don't care if it's 3 nothing or 2 nothing. It, it, the nothing is getting the shit kicked out of you, okay? So next week is a very winnable game because I don't know – I think that it may be something where the officials are like, oh, you want to blame us for a loss? If you're going to blame us for a loss, we're going to give you something to really complain about. Who here, raise of hands, show of hands, who here had a mom who told you, who, who just finished beating your ass? Not even in the store, like in the parking lot heading into the store, right? And you wouldn't stop crying and your, your, your mom didn't want there to be a scene, so she said, shut up, or I'll give you something to cry about. Okay? That's what the refs are going to do to the Chiefs next week. Stop complaining, or we're going to give you something to complain about. And tell me, I'm telling you right now, guys, I have a feeling that Mahomes may have just flipped the script on, on himself because – I think he may have played himself, to be honest with you. And Andy Reid did the same exact thing. I think he, they, they played themselves for all these years. They were getting all these calls. And I think everyone in the league kind of saw that the, 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 the Chiefs got a lot of calls, okay? And they were bailed out a lot. But then when things don't go their way, it's like, you're you're uh, you're you're ruining uh, someone's Hall of Fame career, and 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 it just sucks that that's such a bullshit call. And like that was like the big thing for the first couple days, over and over and over. You heard, I mean, Mahomes couldn't even give give Josh uh, Allen some love after the game. He was just like, "Oh, that's bullshit. That's bullshit." He's just walking around talking about how bullshit it was. And it's like, "Yo, man, I don't know if you want to be doing all that." Number one, like. Anyone who's played sports knows that officials are very petty. They're super petty. There's even a name for a makeup call. It's called, oh, that's cosmetic because it's makeup. Oh, I messed up that call. Okay, let me make it up with this one, right? It just happens, man. And these, these officials, a lot of these calls are borderline calls. If they start giving Max Crosby all the holding calls that he hasn't been getting, Oh, my God. That's going to wipe out a ton of big plays. Oh, I'm hoping right now that we go in to Kansas City and we drop another just tight-ass game on them. We get the victory. We hit that second lap around the freaking stadium. We chuck the deuce on the way out saying, see you next year, suckers. Uh Oh yeah, AV mail. Yeah, we know the, the we we know the officials are petty as hell, man. Yeah, they're, they're super petty. Uh, 
yeah, DB Cooper. That's there's a standard that we have to live that you you need to live by whether you're on the practice squad, whether you're on a, a backup, whether you're a special teamer, whether you're a starter. There's a standard that I want to see out there. If you're going out there and you're not playing up to the standard that we have set for ourselves, that's a problem. And AP should get up in the ass. He should. He should do that when if you're like, oh well, they're backups. But guess what back guess what happens every week? Backups become starters. NFL is not for long. And the best way to replenish your team is from within. Draft, develop. Thayer Mumford is a huge example. Jordan Meredith has been on our practice squad, I don't know how many years. Another huge example of drafting and developing. Okay. Great job on the offensive line. Just amazing work. Brasillo, Coach Brasillo is doing an amazing job with the offensive line. Down two starters. They're two, two, two most important offensive linemen. James, your left tackle and your center are out. I think I think we we we, we see that Parm is is the center of the future. I think he's going to be our guy moving forward. We have a couple of spots that we need to uh, fill, but those are probably my maybe interior line spots because man, did Mumford look good at tackle? He looked. I'm going to have to watch. The, I don't know how you guys watched it, but I watched it on like the specialty thing where you get the all 22 view of the game. You don't get like the zoom view. And uh, Munford played amazing, man. Munford played really well. I'm really happy with how he played. Um, all right. Yeah, Mark Davis is barber. Let's win out, baby. We can. Look, we, we, have the, we have the Broncos number. And we have them at home to end the season. Anything can happen. The Colts, uh, the old Minshew Magic, he's a backup quarterback. He, he he's not a starting quarterback in the league, so we're 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 at equal footing there. Okay, we both have backup quarterbacks. Uh, this next week's going to be big. No excuses. There's no excuses next week going into Kansas City. Go to out there and perform. Yeah, well they have their starting quarterback and they have this now. Yeah, so what? Oh well, we have a rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So what? Tell them, Apollo. Yeah. So what? Who cares? Go out there and win. No one was feeling sorry for us when Jimmy G was sticking up the joint, when Josh McDaniels was pissing the team off, when Aiden O'Connell was throwing in there with no first-team snaps. No one felt sorry for us. And so we took the L, and we moved on. Same thing. Oh, well, the officials don't like you, so what? Oh, well, you're getting bad calls, so what? Let's go. We got to win. This is us. Great job. Okay. Can we talk a little bit about our defensive line, ladies and gentlemen? Because our defensive line played excellent today. The, a good thing that I like about how we played today defensively is our line had that. We had that knockback. We had that knockback in every single guy. One thing you don't want to see, you don't want to see no separation, right? You don't want in the running game. You don't want to see an offensive lineman on your defensive lineman, and there's no separation in between you guys. You want to see that the off the defensive lineman has posted up, and he can shed the offensive lineman. One, I'm not trying to dance, but he can shed the offensive lineman one way or another. And and if you guys watch the replay of this game, you're going to see that there was a, a, a conscious effort by our defensive lineman to get up and inside, and we were shedding outside and inside, and, and it was an excellent job by our defensive line today. We said it in the beginning of the year in the offseason. This defense is going to go as our defensive line goes. Malcolm Kuntz has earned himself a extension with us we need to sign this man. We need to keep this man at all costs. This is our starting D-end opposite of Max Crosby. I think he's shown enough against the run because pass-wise, you know, his win rate last season, and he didn't have a lot of snaps, but his win rate last season was like, I think, over 20%, which is pretty good for a defensive lineman. So 
we all we knew he could pass rush. It's like, can you can you be stout and can you play against the run? And he showed he can. So I saw a lot of uh, Tyree Wilson in uh, in and around plays. He didn't, I don't think he recorded a tackle, but he was around the ball a lot, and he was stacking up these offensive linemen in the middle and causing a lot of bounces and and really not giving a lot of time uh, for the running back to make a decision. He had to make split decisions because there was nowhere to run. So I really like our defensive line. Tillery played well. Butler had another nice game. Uh, and these, and, and the moves that were, that we're making are starting to work. One thing that I really like about coach AP is he's, he's very consistent. If you guys notice after, after, um, Amik Robertson had his um, personal foul for taunting. He was pissed because number one, he got taunt, he got the, the the call for taunting, and number two, he knew he was going to be taken out of the game. And I'm sure that's something that Coach AP had talked to the team about. It's like, look, that the most idiotic thing you can do is get called for taunting. That's just you showboating and putting yourself above your team, getting a taunting penalty. And if you get a taunting penalty, you're going to sit down next to me. And that's exactly what happened to Amik Robertson. So there's two instances right there in game that we saw the leadership and the respect of the team for Coach AP. That was one where the Amik Robertson got benched after a um, unsportsmanlike conduct for taunting. And the second one was him getting all up in the ass of the second string when they weren't playing that well. So those are things that you need to see in the growth of a team. This is why I always say you cannot win by losing. If you want to get one of the top guys in the draft, you're going to have to move up to get them anyway. Let's say, for example, the quarterbacks go to the top three or four picks, right? Marvin Harris is going to be the fourth. We can get that Joe Alt dude from freaking Notre Dame. We can get a tackle that's just legit, move Mumford to guard, and we're going to have a dope-ass offensive line. It's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind making the playoffs and getting, like, you know, in the 20s. I'm fine with that. We have a lot on this team, and we have a lot to play for still. Out of all the teams that we're playing right now, the Chargers really didn't have a lot to play for. Herbert was gone, and they kind of knew that they weren't going to win. So they knew they that their coach is gone, so they don't have a lot to play for. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are in a battle with the Broncos for the AFC West, number one, but they're trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to get on it. They're trying to get that first seed because guess what? The Chiefs don't lose at home in the playoffs. And right now, they're not playing at home at for at least two rounds. Okay. So they have a lot to play for. The Colts are in the playoff hunt as well in the AFC. It's great that we play the Colts because we play um someone who's uh, maybe ahead of us in the playoff rankings, we can knock them off. And then we play the Broncos, who are also in the hunt as well. So that's just a big deal for me right now is we got to focus on this next game. Cohen with the question, had a chance at the playoffs if they would have beat the Vikings. Now all they can do is be a spoiler against everybody they play. Will Harbaugh take the job? Cohen, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but the Raiders are still mathematically in the playoffs. So they're mathematically in the hunt for the playoffs. They are going to need to win out, and they are going to need a little bit of help because their conference record isn't great. But our strength of schedule is pretty good. Okay, so um, what did we learn about our team today? We learned a lot. We learned a lot about our backups. Uh, we learned that our running game is pretty solid with or without Josh Jacobs, 124 yards, nothing to sneeze at. We learned that we don't have we don't have quit in us. The the heart, the energy, the mindset of players like Devonte and like Max Crosby and like Spillane. And I mean, new guys coming in like Jack Jones is fiery. Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. Like these guys, like the workman type guys, like Jacoby Myers, the explosiveness of Trey Tucker. These guys coming in, the, the quiet confidence of Farva. 
what is what's the NFL going to do? Right? What is the NFL going to do when they know that we can't be broken? When they know that we're not going to do what the Chargers did today. Right? We're not going to give up. We're going to keep fighting. What's the NFL going to do? What are teams going to do against us when they know that they got to keep going and keep and we're, they're never safe? That's an eerie feeling to know that you're not safe wherever you are. The rest of the NFL needs to take notice right now. This game right here, put the NFL on notice. When you play the Raiders, you're not safe. Don't take it safe. Don't take it easy because we're going to fight to the very end. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys. Huge victory for the bad guys today. I love the fact that we're using our offensive weapons to a different degree. I think that maybe not being able to rely on Josh Jacobs so heavily has really kind of opened up the offense a little bit. We're a little bit more creative. And the big thing is we executed. We executed the plays that were out there. You can have the best play caller in the world. If you don't execute properly, it ain't going to work out. All right, guys. Really appreciate you guys. The bad guys win a, a, an astounding 63-21. to 21. Can we just take one of those touchdowns and apply it to last week? Just one. Just one of those. Right? I would take 56-21 if we, if we could just do 7-3 last week. Like a remainder? Like we just push it back? No? Can't do that? Okay. All right, guys. I appreciate you, man. You know we can't do this without you. Really quick, you know how we do. Uh, just make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your haters, tell your mamas, tell everybody about the autumn windbags. Um, not only are uh, is our shop open now, we have, guys, we've had a lot of people buy shirts and stuff. When you buy a shirt, send us a picture. The email's in there. Just send us a picture or send it on, on so, social media. Hey, what are you doing, dude? Send it on social media uh, and, and tag us uh, so we can like show off because like people people are buying stuff but they're not they're not sending it to us so make sure you send it to us okay. Also, memberships are open. You can be, become a member of the Autumn Windbags. You get a lot of special perks. Uh, you get the show shows early. You get extras on the shows. Uh, you also get uh, the ability on certain levels. You get discounts on uh, on merchandise. You get free merchandise sometimes. You also get the ability to send us video questions that we will play on the show. So, everybody, please check it out. It's really affordable. We're not trying to break the bank here. We're trying to get you guys involved. And that's a great way we can do it. Guys, appreciate you, man. I couldn't do it without you. You know, i got much love for you guys. Until next time, everybody. Peace.